now I'm pleased to tell you that Patrick Ishmael is with us, Director of Government Accountability, Government Accountability at the uh, Show Me Institute. Talk about uh, sh how short-term medical insurance could help with uh, rising health care costs in Missouri. Um, I guess there is the uh, Missouri Health Insurance Innovation Task Force, and they're going to be looking for uh, uh, some kind of uh, break from the federal government to sort of tinker with health care. Uh, Patrick, welcome to the program. What is this um, request for a waiver? What does that do at the, at the federal level? Yeah, so there are a few things going on, and as you and I have talked about before, um, I think the focus oftentimes on kind of federal action for health care uh, is sometimes misplaced because, uh, you know, at the state level you can already do things like repeal certificate of need or change things about scope of practice that will allow for greater access and lower costs in our health care system. But there are opportunities, uh, if you can get the, the federal government to agree to it, for states to pursue uh, innovative solutions to certain health care problems. And one of those uh, ways of doing it is to ask for a waiver from the government uh, dealing with a program that the government, the federal government, already deals in. And in the case of a waiver, one thing you could do is you could ask the federal government and say, you provide funding for uh, subsidizing these Affordable Care Act plans. Instead of doing that, why don't we do something different with that money? And one thing that's been proposed is this idea of reinsurance. And so it basically cap the sort of liabilities that would be directly, uh, that insurance companies would be directly responsible for, uh, and the rest of it would basically be captured and, and paid for through what the, the funding. But to do that, you have to have that money repurposed. You have to get a waiver for it. Uh, and that's one of the, the kinds of things that if you're going to seek a waiver, that's the kind of thing that you can do. But simultaneous to that, going back to the fact that the state of Missouri can do a lot of things already, uh, the Trump administration the last year or so liberalized, or at least provided some latitude in short-term medical insurance to states. And short-term medical insurance is what it sounds like. It is generally uh, insurance that lasts for less than a year, uh, and it is insurance that is almost uh, you know, exclusively managed by the states, and states can decide what uh, can and cannot be a part of those plans uh, apart from what the Affordable Care Act does. And, and what the Affordable Care Act did with its insurance plans is that they imposed so many mandates that it made it very expensive. Short-term medical insurance, to the contrary, uh, now the, the Trump administration has allowed those plans to go up to a year and actually be renewed, actually creates this kind of competition or potential competition anyway, where people can decide whether or not they want the more expensive Affordable Care Act plan or uh, if they want something that is maybe a little bit lighter, might not include prescription drug coverage, for instance, uh, that short-term medical insurance may offer. So there are a lot of opportunities here. Some of them require some federal action. Uh, a lot of it doesn't require federal action. The state can make some decisions right now and pass some laws that would, um, you know, promote short-term medical insurance. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of opportunities here. Uh, unfortunately, short-term medical insurance didn't get extended uh, in this last legislative session. Uh, but, you know, there's always potential for 2020. I think there's a lot that, uh, that can and needs to be done. You know, I don't think you're ever going to get health care costs under control in this country as long as the federal government has their hands on health care at all. Uh, having a third-party payer uh, it corrupts the marketplace in, in ways that, you know, most people don't even recognize. Uh, then it, it creates the demand for Medicare uh, because the employer is not there when they retire. I, I just don't think uh, they're ever going to get really 
under control. But I remember when when this passed, the the potential waiver here for short term, uh, Democrats said that it would drive the cost of health care up. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what their source would be for that, because basic economics and the experience of other states uh, prior to the Affordable Care Act's passage and after it suggest precisely the opposite. Uh, and, and the reason for it is straightforward. I mean, I think folks who are adamantly opposed to short-term medical insurance will cite very, like, overtly the fact that not everything is covered. And, and that is true. I mean, if you are looking to have some of your prescriptions covered by your insurance directly, short-term medical insurance insurance may not be for you, but that trade-off or the, what, what you get in return for not having that covered uh, is that your premiums tend to be lower. Um, and and uh, what I would probably compare it to is kind of uh, if, if uh, your listeners own a house or they're familiar with homeowner's insurance, um, one of the things that you can kind of change about a lot of your policies is uh, the extent to which your homeowner's insurance will cover a replacement for your roof. And the reason that that's kind of relevant here is that uh, insurers know that <laughs> folks who have homeowner's insurance are most likely or they tend to try to get uh, insurers to pay for that roof regardless of whether or not it's subject to some sort of insurable damage. So, you know, usually uh, insurers will pay for if uh, hail has damaged your roof. But even like the insured realize that, you know, if there are little ticks or little, little problems with the roof, maybe I can get it covered. And your insurance premiums reflect that. If you raise, though, the, the actual, uh, you know, what you would have to pay out of pocket first for a replacement of your roof, your insurer will reduce your cost. And the, the point of, of telling that story is that if you are willing to take more money out of pocket and pay for things that would typically be, uh, you know, something that you would cover, so like oil changes for your car rather than having your car insurance pay for it, that will reduce your insurance costs because insurance really should be for catastrophic events. And so if people oppose short-term medical insurance, that, I mean, that's their prerogative, certainly. But it, it, it shouldn't be because the, the cost of, of care would rise as a result of it. In fact, for those who would be taken advantage of it, uh, they would actually be able to save some money in the short term and potentially in the long term as well because, uh, you know, if you look back before the Affordable Care Act, these plans were already available and they saved lots of folks, healthy and young, a ton of money. And the, what the Affordable Care Act did was they used a bunch of young and healthy people uh, to subsidize the entire system, a system that was broken before and was broken after. You really have to go a different direction and what you really need is competition. You need to have real price uh, and if you compare a short-term medical insurance plan to an Affordable Care Act plan, I'd like to see how the market would, would decide. And, and if they choose a short-term medical insurance plan, well, maybe the Affordable Care Act plan isn't what it's all cracked up to be. I would argue that it's not. If you just turn the radio on, Patrick Ishmael is our guest. He's the Director of Government Accountability at the Show Me Institute. We're talking about uh, Missouri's Health Insurance Innovation Task Force. Um, when the task force uh, meets later this year, uh, they're going to develop innovative ways, they say, to transform the health insurance marketplace and request an innovation waiver from the federal government. Uh, and, and are they actually looking at this uh, short term? Is this the only thing they're looking at? Are there any, is there anything else they're looking at? 
Well, I think they're going to be looking at a, a variety of issues, and, and like we've discussed before, one thing that I think they, they are going to talk about, uh, and it wouldn't require a waiver, uh, but it is uh, the certificate of need system here in this state. Uh, and, and as your listeners know, and we've talked about before, certificate of need basically acts as a barrier to entry for a new uh, hospital, depending on what they're trying to offer, or, or care centers, uh, and it really favors incumbent interests. And if you want to get down costs, if you want to to change kind of the price structure here in the state, what you need is competition. And to the extent that you have a system in place that favors those who are already, you know, here, I mean, it's kind of like saying, you know, we're going to uh, prevent um, gas stations from opening up because, you know, I think we have enough gas stations. We don't need one on every other corner. But, I mean, the fact that you have, for instance, a quick trip and, and maybe a Phillips 66 next to one another, that's actually good for consumers. And, and you wouldn't really want the government to step in and restrict other parts of our economy in the kinds of ways that we do when it comes to certificates of need in the healthcare space. And in certificate of need, you know, you see this, you've seen this in other areas before, like for uh, movers. There, there were certificates of need for that industry at one time, and that's no longer the case. But it endures for healthcare, um, I think, in part because, and this is a larger misconception about it, I think, nationwide, is that people think that healthcare is a like a, a unique good and service. And in some respects, that's true, but it still needs to be subject to uh, supply and demand pressures. And to the extent that you are reducing the supply of, of providers, it's going to have an up upward pressure on costs, and, and there are a lot of things that you need to do to get your your hands around the, the health care problems that we have in this country. Again, short-term medical insurance is important. Scope of practice reforms are important. Having greater competition in insurance, enormously important. Um, but one thing that the state can do, and, and I think that this, this task force is going to talk about, is the impact the certificate need has on prices and on supply and on availability of, of services here in the state for hospital services or senior care services. Yeah, it's I, an you know, I, issue. It's, it's one that's going to be talked about. If I were going to open up a gas station, I wouldn't want to have to go to the other gas stations in town to get their permission. Absolutely right. Patrick Ishmael, Show Me Institute. Thanks for being on board with us this morning. Thanks, Gary. All right. Take care, Patrick. Coming up.